Scribble notes, uh, scribble notes when I wrote these quotes If I offend, pardon me, there's more of me to grow Creative in my process, enjoy the show The will is different when you recognize the different strokes Different folks, same goals, we all want the most So when we reach the top, we can enjoy the toast The type of bread we get is fresh about the bakery Told them don't play with me, with or without a degree Don't question my intensity, bravery Similar to agencies that want to see you fold So just pray for me, and pray for me Einstein with my energy Welcome to the Scribble Notes podcast. How is your day going so far? Going for a Monday morning. It's going pretty good, I guess. Can't complain. We love that. We love that. Why don't you introduce yourself for the listeners? Um, I've been on your podcast and now uh, you're coming on mine. But I don't know if everyone everyone knows who you are. Sure. Well, um, my name is D. Allison Howlett. I am a new young adult author. Um, my first book's coming out in February 2022. Hey. Um, so super exciting. Um, I'm also a mom. I have a nine to five job. I have my own business as well. So I'm pretty busy a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know what else you want me to say about myself. I no, mean, no, that's more than my favorite that's, colors that's... and my favorite hey. animals. I don't know. <laughs> more than enough more than enough so um can you talk a little bit about your journey into into writing um in starting a business can you talk about both those things yeah so um I guess we'll start with the writing thing I I guess I've always kind of been writing since I was a kid like I started writing comic books when I was in second grade um I loved writing comic books just like little silly things about like little adventures my first comic book was about a bug named bet named better and he had a little roly-poly pet named Roller and they'll go on all these cute little adventures like to the pet store and go to the supermarket but um so I was, I was kind of a writer growing up um when I was older in high school I was big into writing screenplays and like theater plays I used to write my family's Christmas play every year and we perform it for my family so uh-huh. um but I, I never thought of it as like something I would do like when I was older. And then when I got to college, I got into television production and wrote more screenplays. And I really liked doing that. Um, And then my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, he got me this book about dragons. I'm big into fantasy. I love fantasy, everything. Um, And he got me this big book of dragons. And I was obsessed with this book. And there was something in the book um, about dragon lore that really got me thinking like, well, like, what if this was true? Like, what if, what if these elements really like came into a story and I started writing a story and then that kind of snowballed over the last next 12 years into multiple stories, not just in fantasy, but, um, you know, other things like all other genres. And, um, I only really started taking it seriously about four years ago when I was like, maybe I should really try to do this and just actually try to be an author. And, um, that's where that started and it's finally happening. I can't believe it. So <laughs> that's exciting. Um, so that's where my writing started. Um, yeah, a long, long journey, very long, very long journey. Um, but you know, all, th- all good things come to those who wait and have patience. Um, and then for my business, um, so back in 2017, I was just a normal nine to five worker, you know, worked to work every day, came home, came home every day. I had my oldest son and then I found out I was pregnant in February, 2020, 2017. 
And when I told my job that I was pregnant, I live in New Hampshire, so there's no, it's live free or die up here. So everyone kind of runs by their own rules. And I worked for a very small company. Um, and I told them I was pregnant and they said, well, when you have your baby, you're basically quitting your job. And I was like, okay. Mm. So, and at the time also my husband actually got fired from his job. So we were in financial strengths, let's just say, cause he didn't have a job. I was pregnant, still working, but I knew in nine months I wouldn't be working. So I, and we decided that once my husband found another job, a couple months later, we decided that I wouldn't go back to work after I had my second child and I would just stay home just to, you know, take, cause daycare is expensive and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So I decided to be a stay home mom. When my son, when my second son was born, but me being me, I'm overly ambitious and can't sit still and always need something to do. Um, I am, I was like, I can't just sit at home and be a mom all day. I have to like do something with my time. So I looked into becoming a virtual assistant. I took a class online. Um, I like kind of dove into that whole like entrepreneur community. Um, and I started doing that before I had my son. And then I decided I'd start my own business. And after he was born, he was born, he was born in September of 2017. The next month I launched my business. Um, I had no clients for three months and didn't make any money and was very depressed for three months while that was happening. But then the new year rolled around and I picked up a client, picked up two, picked up four, picked up six, and it just kind of exploded. Um, So I first started off being um, a Pinterest manager and content creator for Pinterest. So that was the first thing I did. And I did that for about a year and a half. And then I kind of pivoted because I went to school for television production and I was besides writing screenplays, I loved editing videos. So Mm. I was like, why don't I do this for people? (laughs) And so that I just started doing that in my business. And then that took off and snowballed and that turned into podcast editing as well. So then I retired my Pinterest side and I just now I'm focused just on video and podcast editing and content creation for clients. And I still do that now. Um, I've downgraded it. It used to be my full-time job. Um, I used to do that all the time. But then when COVID hit, uh, it hit me as well with like a little bit of depression. So I decided to get a nine to five job because I was not doing well mentally. And I just downgraded my business. Um, But I do both. So I still love doing it. And I have like a nice small little five pile client list and it's manageable and it's going. So that's, that's that story. <laughs> yeah, that, that's awesome. I was going to say like, there, it's so cool just hearing the, the trajectory and how it all came about. Um, it's so easy for people to, to run into situations that are really difficult and not find a way out or find a way through. Um, yep. It sounds like you like, you found a way. And then for three yeah. months, it was like, oh, no, <laughs> this well, way I wanted it. to quit. I wanted to quit so many times. I was like, maybe I should just stop doing this. But I know I mm. knew how much time and money and effort I put into it even before I even launched. And I was like, I can't quit. I just got to keep going and keep going. And the great thing about stuff like this is that, I mean, this goes with like the writing community as well. There's so many people out there who just want to help you like just give you advice and just like cheer you on people you've never even seen or will never even meet in person in your entire life. And like the, that community, like for when I started my business, that community was such a big support for me. I met so many amazing people who were in the same boat as me, who just made it work. 
And I was like, if they can make it work, so can I. I might not be as successful as them or, you know, make as much money as they make, but, you know, it still was, it was super inspiring. I knew that if they could do what I can do, and I'm not someone who quits. (laughs) I am a, I am a, I am a do it till I die kind of person, which probably isn't that good for my physical health. (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> it worked it's it's awesome though because there's so much that does parallel like even writing and creative fields where you're not going to see a lot of success early on often mm-hmm. like there's outliers they see success um immediately but there's not always that piece so sometimes you have to really look at how much work did you put into this like how much energy did you put into it um when you're publishing a book the first time you publish a book, it's like this, this huge, exciting thing. And a lot of people forget about their book month later after right. it was press published <laughs> because it just took so much out of them. But it's like you still got to advertise. You still got to market. You still have to uh, make your way through this process because it never really stops. So it's just like energy. It's how much energy do you put into something? Um, how do you find yourself balancing that? Like, how do you balance the the uh, the everyday life that you live um, writing a full book and running something on the side as well honestly there really isn't any it's a it's basically a juggling act every day because mm. like even with my nine to five job I my schedule is different every week because I do meetings like every single week but they're different days different times every week so for me it's I don't really have a balance. I just kind of do it day by day. And, you know, sometimes I don't have time to write and I just have to accept that. Like I can't write today. I can't edit today. You know, I have to, I have to do this, this, and this, I have to work on this product. Once the boys go to sleep, that's when I focus on my own business. That's when I do most of my own business work after they're in bed. So I'm like, I don't have time. And then some days I have oodles of time. I'm like, Oh, I could do this after I do this meeting. I can get a little writing in here and there. So it's really not a, there's no balance. I don't believe in the whole balance thing. It's when people like with the whole thing, like, oh, you have to find a balance, especially as a parent, especially because like your kid can be sick one day and then be, you know, annoying breath the next day. And then they'd be right as rain and leave you alone for three days in a row. Like you don't, you can't predict it. <laughs> so there is no balance. It's just, you just have to take it day by day. And like, if you can't do something that you really want to do, you can't beat yourself up about it. Like you just have to give yourself a little break and say, look, life just took over today and I don't have time to do X, Y, and Z, but maybe tomorrow I can find a little bit of time to do X, Y, and Z. Um, so. Yeah. I, I love that. I, go. I love that response because I'm a firm believer that there's like, there's not a real work-life balance. I think that everything is just life. So yes. ultimately, ultimately <laughs> you have to just deal with the hand you're dealt in life. Like if you're sick, it might be more difficult for you to do something than if you're not. So Correct. sometimes yeah. things have to, take a back seat no matter what your plans are even if you had quote unquote time to do whatever you were doing um so it's like we have to we have to be aware of that and we have to be aware of our experience as we go through it because we're not always going to have time to write well we're not always going to have time for our business or our side project or this or that and even if we do have that time sometimes that time needs to be allocated somewhere else besides those things because we're not just productivity machines we don't right. Miss, you can like, take a break every once in a while. Yeah, we can take a break every once in a while. Watch a movie, baby. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm doing that family. a lot the last couple of weeks. Just watching movies. I'm like, I'm. Uh, my workload has been kind of low for my business, so I'm like, I'm just gonna sit and watch a movie because I. Yeah, I got some time. <laughs> I've, I've done the same thing. I've sat back, watched movies, finished entire series, TV shows. Yeah. 
I'm like, look, you know what? I gotta, I gotta take care of me. But I do think that there is a piece of that when it comes to being a creative person or being a writer, um, being an editor, being being someone that that literally creates media, creates entertainment. Um, we feel like sometimes we have to do something. Um, I, I know a lot of yeah. people who feel like they have to be writing all the time. Like you must be writing. If you're not writing, then you're not uh, doing what you need to. And I found for myself, especially w- my best writing comes when I don't feel pressure to write uh, right. just because I can be free. And then I do spend a lot of time um, on the side. Like I've been writing, I've been writing small lines all week because I'm getting geared up to actually sit down and do a long writing sprint. But it's like the small things I've been able to come up with have been because I've gotten moments of inspiration from this or that or um, going to the grocery store. Sometimes I'll see something and I'm like, oh, wow, that would be perfect for the book. And then like it's now inside <laughs> the story. Um, so there's always opportunities, but it's it really depends on how free you allow yourself to be. Um, I know for myself, I've been I've been doing this the YouTube stuff. I've been trying to make more video content and put that out on YouTube because I've had the podcast for a long time and I was like, you know, I do all my podcasts on Zoom. Why don't I put these Zoom interviews up on on YouTube as well? Because I know there's some people who like to watch them. Um, But that's been an entirely another undertaking because that's a whole different platform than I've done before. So it's like you learn all of these things as you go. I wanted to ask you, um, what's been the what's been one of the big differences you noticed? through your publishing experience or as you're gearing up for February, um, because that's coming really soon. What's been one of the differences you've noticed between this, like launching a book and starting a business? We interrupt this episode to talk a little bit about Sun Scholars. Sun Scholars is a nonprofit committed to improving educational equity and college graduation rates for those students who have experienced foster care or adoption. Sun Scholars, Inc. is dedicated to serving Connecticut's former foster youth with a student-first mentality. Their goal is to support individuals and help them reach their best outcomes. If you'd like to learn more about Sun Scholars or how to donate, check out their website, sunscholarsinc.org. That's sunscholarsinc.org. Now, back to the show. There isn't really any difference, to be honest. It's just different, you know, different medium. Mm. It's basically the same, the same stuff. Like, I have to just kind of learn like the foundational, you know, bricks of how to get started and just kind of diving in and taking a chance. And just, I've made tons of mistakes on both parts. Like when I first started my business, I did a lot of things wrong. I didn't pay taxes for a year because I didn't know how to. (laughs) So I had to just do it all at once and like, you know, shove a bunch of money in there. But same thing with the books, like, you know, it's just kind of like a learning experience, no matter what, whether you're self-publishing or you're going the traditional route, you know, I think the more, you know, and the more you dive into it yourself and get your hands dirty, the better, the better you'll be for it. I mean, I don't, I'm self-publishing this book, but I don't, I do plan on trying traditional way later on down the line. But the reason why I chose self-publishing is because I wanted to kind of learn, you know, what does it take to publish a book? I mean, I know there's different, there's differences between the two, but you know, I know at least the, the, the basic process of it. Um, same with the business. It also depends on what your business is. I mean, um, there's different businesses. Like if you open up a brick and mortar store to sell candles, that's different from editing videos on a computer. So 
it's just, you know, asking questions and, you know, looking up, there's tons of free resources out there. I mean, I didn't know how much information was out there for either thing that was just like out there. Like you could just go and take it and ask questions and learn. And it's, but the process is basically the same. It's just, you know, different mediums depending on what you're doing. Yeah. And I, I definitely agree with that. And I think just echoing that same sentiment is understanding that no matter what venture you take on, you're going to have a huge learning curve. I think that's the piece that I've all that I've recognized myself is that no matter where you try to start something, there is going to be this learning curve. And what you just said is really important. That the information is out there. And most of the time, it's widely available. You can get a lot of different people's opinions on the same process. But a lot of it is like right there for you. So there's all these different places you can start. There's all these different places that can give you the information you need to make the proper decision for yourself. But it's up to you to like look out, look for that information and seek it. Because a lot of times there's no one step by step, every single thing that you need in three hours because right. people don't make content that way so you have to like find all of the things that work and you have to find the things that work directly for you and your lifestyle and how your process is um right. you said something that i really want to talk about so sure you said you want to be traditionally published at some point you want to try i yeah. also want to try that route at one point um i my plan is to finish this first series right now uh, i have my last book in the trilogy and then I'll work on a novel that I can try to get traditionally published at a traditional publishing house. Um, and I'll, I'll submit and do all the stuff for it. Um, so the, I know that there's huge differences between both. I know you've talked to a few authors, a bunch of authors about that are within both worlds. Um, what are your thoughts on trying to be traditionally published and trying to go through that process? It honestly scares me more than self-publishing did when I first decided I'm like because when I was writing this book that I'm publishing I'm like maybe I'll do the traditional route I'm like actually I think I'm just going to do it myself because I'm a little too petrified <laughs> to go the <laughs> traditional route um but I know that it's a very very long process you know with because you can be querying for years and years and you know when you finally if you finally get a bite if you even do like your book won't come out for another like year or two years after that so I think when it comes to going that route, just taking it step by step and not looking ahead until the other step is complete. So, you know, writing your book, obviously, step one, like having people read it over, editing it, you know, working on query letters. I I have no clue how to write a good query letter. I'm that's just out of my hands. I'm probably going to have someone help me do that because I'm going to be terrible at it and I don't want to screw it up. <laughs> I'm sure I might anyway, but. You know, I have talked to authors who um, have been querying for months and months and they're still editing their book as they're querying because they're trying to make it better. They're giving it to people to read and trying to make it better. So when they do get that bite or if they do get that bite, they have like a much more refined book. So I think for that one, it's definitely more about patience and giving yourself a lot of grace because you're probably going to hit more denial letters than college applications. So <laughs> be like we're sorry this book is not for us first and you'd be like oh my god this is am i like cut this out for this but you are you. never for you <laughs> yeah but i think that you know 
when it comes to that, some people get lucky. Some people get find the perfect person, but I definitely, I think researching is very important because there are tons of agents out there, tons of publishing houses out there. So I think really finding the ones that like resonate with you and you think would be the best fit for your book is super, super important. So even before you even start querying, like get a list of publishers, of agents, you know, research, ask people who have those agents, like Instagram, just, just look on Mm -hmm. Instagram, go on Facebook, say, Hey, a lot of of those places have their own accounts. Just check out their stuff, see what they they have, you know, there are two pub, there are two agencies that I've been following for years because I plan on querying to them as soon as I'm ready because I love them so much. Like I have to query to these guys first as they're awesome. So, but you have to do that. You can't just write, write them and then decide and then just pick random ones because that's not going to really work. I don't, I mean, I don't, maybe it will. I don't know, but I don't, I feel like you need to really know who you're giving your work to and who you're, you're pitching your book to before any of that stuff. And then after that, if you get picked up, then smooth sailing, hopefully. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely feel those sentiments because um, I can say it's sentiments, but I, I like that word right now. <laughs> I feel that because there's so much that goes into it. Like traditionally publishing is not just the simple process. It, it is editing your book. It is like refining your book. It is continuing to refine your book as you're querying. It is submitting your book and then waiting forever. Um, so you do have to be very patient. And yep. one of the cool things that I've talked to some people about, it's like understanding that you could continue to work on other projects while you're doing this. Oh, yeah. Um, and I definitely think you should. Like if you're just waiting for your book to get picked up, we're going to be you're going to be a, a mental case. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's like you got you have to keep working on things. So, yeah, definitely do that. And the other piece that I've, I've learned from a lot of folks is like continue to build your platform. Continue to build your reach and um, reach out to more people, build your following, because all of that's going to make a huge difference at the end. Yes, definitely. I agree with that, too. Um, so let's talk about your story. Let's talk about your book that's coming out in February. Uh, sure. You want to give a little pitch for it? Tell us what it's about. I, sure. So I wrote um, it's called Kisses and Stones. It's a young adult contemporary romance book. Um, it's basically I'm probably going to do a terrible pitch, but we'll see <laughs> see what it goes. It's basically about a kid named Pete who breaks up his altercation on his way to a, on his way to his friend's party between this this girl in his school that's known for being, you know, a mean girl, a bitch, if I can say that. Just bad news. Um and it kind of sparks something, this kind of weird relationship between the two of them. Um but at the time he is dating someone. He's been with this girl for two years. So it's kind of a coming of age story. They're also seniors in high school. So, you know, graduation's coming up and he is very, doesn't know what he wants to do. He's feeling the pressures of all that. So it's kind of like a story about a kid who's just trying to find his way and things come into his life that he didn't expect and just how it kind of snowballs and finds a happy medium at the end, hopefully. <laughs> so so what got you um interested in this story in particular to publish what was that what was the thing about this story that made you feel like I have to tell this one um well I actually wrote this story in 20, 2010 after I had a dream about it um I wrote it as a screenplay originally 
when I was in college. And then I just, you know, tossed it aside. And then like two, was it a year? Like 2020, I think. I was just sitting in my kitchen listening to music and the song came on by this band called Now Now called, what's it called? I don't remember what it's called, but I'll, I'll let you know. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, I think it was called Just Friends, something like that. Hmm. This song came on that I really like. And I'm like, this song reminds me of that screenplay that I wrote, like, you know, six, seven years ago, whatever, 10 years ago. And I'm like, I'm going to just write down what I remember. So I started writing down what I remembered about it. And I was like, I'm just going to write a book about this. And then I just wrote a book. And I, at the time I was working on my fantasy series. I'm working on this fantasy series for half my life. I don't have to say. Um, <laughs> and I really wanted to have that be the first book that I published was part of this fantasy series. At the time I was, I just finished, I got um, beta reader and feedback from this, from my first book and I was editing it, but I was just, my muse for it was just gone. Like I couldn't mm. focus on it. I couldn't, I was like forcing myself to go to it and edit it and try to make it better. And it just wasn't flowing. So I was very, very much stuck. And I've been focusing mostly on fantasy at the time. And when I shifted to young adult and like modern young adult contemporary, it was like a spark of like sunny D, you know, it was like, yeah. oh my God, I'm so refreshed. And it felt, it felt right. So after I wrote it um, and, you know, was working on it. I was like, this is going to be it. This is going to be the first book that I publish. I just have a feeling this is going to be it. Um, and I just was like devoted to it. And yeah, there were times I didn't work on it. Like I just left it on the sidelines, but I always had in the back of my mind that I would publish this book. And like, I would say every day, like, I'm going to publish this book in 2022. This is my, this is my goal. And it, it happened. So, well, it's happening. So that just, I think that, um, I don't know, for some people, when they're writing, some people stick with like just one genre or one thing category. Um, but for me, like I need to bounce back and forth because like you get, if you get stuck for so long and people say they have writer's block and they can't do anything, just write a story that you never thought you'd write. Just start with a sentence and just see where it goes. And like, I never thought I would be writing in the young adult space. I never, I was like, I'm gonna be adult fantasy and that's what I'm gonna do. But then the story just came up from this song that I heard reminded me of this screenplay I wrote 10 years ago. I'm like, I'm just going to write a book about it. And now it's going to be published. So you never know, like just got to take inspiration when it comes and just go with it until it fizzles out. And this one never fizzled out. So that's where that spark. Ignited, I love I, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I think I think as writers, we do get caught up in the idea that like we have to stay in one genre. We can't possibly write something else. But it's it's really up to you as the author. Yeah. It's up to you as the author to decide what you want to write. It's up to you as the creative person to decide what venture you want to take on next. Um, and all of them are the right are the right choice at the end of the day. Um, right, I agree. And yeah. we have time. We have time. You have some time. You have some time exactly. to write more. <laughs> You're never too old to become a, a published author. You're never mm -hmm. too old to do anything in life. So you just gotta do where inspiration sparks. And I always say run with your inspiration. Like there's, there were times when I didn't work in any of my like main projects. And I just for two months started writing another story that I just was in my head and I would write on it every single day. And it just, and then I haven't touched it in months, but you know, I have like a whole book outline and chapters written for it. I'm like, I plan on going back to it eventually, but I just was inspired to write the story. I'm like, I'm just going to write it. And I just did. And then it fizzled out. I'm like, Oh, I'll get back to it eventually. And then start writing with my next inspiration. I think that's one thing that you can't you can't 
you know, just disregard. Like if you, if something is popping in your head and you're like, wow, this would be great. Just write it down and you never know what's going to happen. So. Yeah. You never know. And the more important thing to me is, or the most important thing to me is that you're having, you're enjoying it. Um, right. The process should never be like, so like, I, I won't lie. Sometimes it's frustrating when I don't know what I'm like, how to write a scene. Well, um, yeah. but you always you always figure it out once you get some feedback people give you some thought yeah. you figure it out but it's always fun i always like to have fun writing i like to shock myself with the story i'm gonna tell um, right i, I like agree. To, yeah i like to just enjoy my characters enjoy the world that you're building enjoy the, the story and the plot twist enjoy all of it because at the end of the day it's supposed to be fun for you as well it's not just the not just work it is creation I agree. I always feel like I always feel that if you're writing something and you're getting a reaction out of yourself from it, like you're writing something you're like, oh, my God, what's wrong with this person? Why is he doing that? Or like you start crying because someone died. You're like, oh, this person's dying. How can I do this to them? That is you like being mm. it, totally in it and just enjoying the, the hell out of it. That's what you want to get out of writing. Yeah, I mean. That's what I, I get out of it anyway, but I'm also nuts, so who knows? I wrote, <laughs> the uh, there was a scene in the first book that I wrote that um, made me cry as I was writing it because I just just realized what was happening in that moment. I, was, I like, was so mad at you for one part of your book that I told you about. I was livid. I was like, no, this can't be happening. It's a very, a very sad scene. Very I, was, sad scene. I was hoping against hope that something would happen, like, Someone would say something and it would change it. But I'm like, oh my God, no, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. And I'm dark. so mad. <laughs> I was there, so mad. So see, there are lots of it people. worked. Lots of people were mad at that scene. I remember <laughs> writing that scene and, be, and just being so disappointed in the high council. I was like, this is, this group is ridiculous. And I'm like, yeah. you're making the group ridiculous. Like, it's you. <laughs> the author that's, make, that's making this decision. Um, so... <laughs> But I think that's the fun of writing. You get to like yeah. do that. And then I blame my characters as if I don't have control over their actions. Right. Um, right. But at some points I don't because sometimes they're too far gone. They've done too much. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I can't help it. They got to do this. because out of my hands. Yeah. That happens out of my hand. now, now we're just at that point. Uh, yeah. So what advice do you have for someone that's starting out? Someone that's trying to, to, to be creative. Someone that's trying to take on a bunch of stuff. I know a lot of people feel overwhelmed when they start something new. What advice do you have for someone that might be afraid to start something new? I say just go for it. I mean, getting through the fear is the first step, honestly. Um, <clears throat> you know, just take it step by step. Start small. Well, like like you said before, like just write like if you want to get into writing and really want to be an author, just write like a sentence a day or take an old story you wrote and reread it and see what you can change and just start really small, get like one person to read it and see what they think. And, you know, it's all about building up your confidence. I mean, that's really what it's all about. It's, it's building up, building that muscle that even if you do stumble along the way, you're going to get right back up and just do it. So that's really the best advice I have. And always ask questions. Like if you're feeling really stressed and overwhelmed, there's tons of resources out there and people out there that just want to help. I mean, on social media alone, I know social media can be very like, oh my goodness, I don't even want to deal with it because some of the things on there, you're like, how could I ever achieve that? They're like, have, they're so successful, but you can't compare yourself to other people because mm. their journey is different than yours. Their circumstances are different. I mean, I used to do that all the time with my business. 
I see people have success and I'd be like, why can't I have that success? But then I'm like, wait, they're, they don't have any kids. They're not married. They're single. They have all the time in the world. I don't mm. have that. So I can't compare my journey to them. Um, some people have mine, what I have and can do that, but I, you have to know, you have to really know yourself and what you can do and give yourself a realistic goal and just take it slow. If you're having a hard time with the overwhelm, don't think about publishing. Don't think about editing. Don't think about beta readers. Just think about just write. And it could be whatever you want, whatever you want. It doesn't have to be the story you eventually want to get to, but just, just write and just do it. <laughs> I love that. It's, it really is. Take your time. Uh, go slow and the information's out there. There's a lot of people. Uh, social media is a weird place because it's a place where you compare yourself to others. Um, even though you shouldn't, it's a place yeah. where you see the best version of everyone. So no one's putting their, their negative energy out there. They're putting all their most positive stuff. So you're only seeing their successes. Right. And then it's also a place where there's tons of resources and tons of connections you can make that will really help the entire process be that much easier. Um, I know for myself, I joined a lot of writing communities, a lot of different groups. And yep. those are the places, especially in the beginning. I don't really use them now, but in the beginning, I was always there. I was always in those groups. I was always asking questions or reading posts because they had just so much insight on publishing, so much insight on writing. And it all made a difference. But yeah. uh, same thing with YouTube. There's a, a whole AuthorTube community where you can learn how to be an author. There's all of these different spaces that, that are available online. So you find the ones that work for you, find the communities that work for you, ask the questions, and eventually you'll find all the answers you need. Um, and then to that last point, it's like, really don't overwhelm yourself with all of the process at once because to do all the process at once is very, very, very daunting. It's daunting to someone that's already published. It's daunting <laughs> to just think about, oh, well, I have to get to the editing it part is, of this whole it thing. Is. It's like, let me, just get, one thing at a time. Yeah, let me just get my first paragraph. Let me get my hook down and then let me get my first chapter. Let's get the first yeah. chapter down and then let's look at the second chapter. <laughs> like yeah, setting, setting small goals is how you reach your big goal. So just set small goals every week. You don't have to hit them every day. Just like, I'm going to write a sentence today. Boom. There's a small goal. You know, I'm going to finish this chapter by the end of the week. Boom. Small goal. And then once just small goals is how to do it. Cause it's cuts out the overwhelm. It cuts out the, the anxiety, you know, just got to think small to dream big, I guess. Mm. Mm, <laughs> I like that. Um, so where can people connect with you online? Where can they hear more from you? Um, drop all your, all your socials, all this, all the platforms that you're on. Yeah. So I'm mostly on Instagram. That's where I hang out with most of my writing peeps. So um, I'm at d.allisonhowlett. And I'm also have my website, dallisonhowlett.com. Um, I'm on Goodreads, dallisonhowlett. And I have Facebook, but I'm never on there. But you can find me on Facebook at dallisonhowlett as well. So that's where I, but mostly I'm on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. Hey. Um, and where can people buy your book when it comes out? Sure. My book is coming out uh, February 18th of next year, 2022. You can already pre-order it on Amazon. Um, it is come, uh, so it'll be on Amazon and I'm also going to be putting it on um, 
I think it's iBooks or something, the, the Mac book thing. I can't think of what it's called, <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be on there as well. But if you go on amazon.com and just look me up, my, I also have an author page on there. You can check out the book there. Um, and also on Goodreads, you can add to your TBR list on there as well. Hey, we love that. We love that. Um, any final words of wisdom before you go? Uh, well, I guess just, I mean, as most people say, just, just write. I mean, if you want to really be a write, um, an author, I mean, a lot of people get hung up on this thing that, oh, I'm not an author because I haven't been published. Like you're mm-hmm. an author. If you write a one page story that makes you an author, don't, you can't label yourself. You can't compare yourself to other people. Just, just write and do you and, you know, be true to yourself and, like you said, make it fun. If it's not fun for you, if it feels like work, then maybe it's not something you should be doing. Mm. Um, so kind of a smorgasbord of advice there, but <laughs> you know. we will, we'll, we'll gladly take it all. Thank you so much for making some time coming on the podcast. This has been a lot of fun. I feel like there's going to be a lot of things people are going to pull from this. I know I've been pulling things from this. I, I feel like sometimes I'd like write my own notes. I'm like, huh, let me just think about doing this. <laughs> That's See. what's so fun about doing this kind of stuff. I mean, when I talk to people, you know, authors or I used to have a podcast for my business too. I would talk to moms who have their own businesses. And they're just like eye-opening, all these experiences and advice they have. So it's it's always a you, if you don't everything you have to you do in life, you should take a little piece of it and learn from it. So mm. I think it's always fun to do this kind of stuff, see different perspectives and ways of doing things. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Um, this has you. been an episode of Scribble Notes. Peace out. Scribble notes when I wrote these quotes. If I offend, pardon me, there's more me to grow. Creative in my process, enjoy the show. The will is different when you recognize the different strokes. Different folks, same goals, we all want the most. So when we reach the top, we can enjoy the toast. The type of bread we get is fresh about the bakery. Told them don't play with me. With or without a degree, don't question my intensity. Bravery, similar to agencies that want to see you fold. So just pray for me and pray for me. Yeah, pray for me. Einstein with my energy.